What are you even doing here? I came for you. Why? What do you want from me? You left a note? A note? Okay, let me explain. You abandoned me. You threw me out. You just took off. I, I know, honey. I was... And AJ and, and the drinking and it's going to be different now. That's what you said when we moved from Fresno after Dad got arrested. Talk about our shameless enjoyment of other things. As usual, I'm Roxy. I'm Ryan. Yay! Here we are with episode three of season one, Woo. The Gamble. This one definitely puts the drama in teen drama. Right? Would you oh, say that? Oh, <laughs> for sure. So many things happen. And, so I, many and I know that happen. we've said that over the last two episodes, yes. but so many things happen. Truly. This one features Ryan's mom, Dawn, parental neglect substance abuse, and a Vegas-themed charity event. If you had to describe this episode in one word, or, but let's make it two. Uh, very sad. Yeah. It's a garbage mom. Garbage think, mom. Yeah. That's much better. Yeah. Much and better it, 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 this, the, all those elements will, will tie together. Yes, yes. And just a gentle reminder, you can definitely watch this show mm-hmm. on the CW Seed app uh, and or the website for free. This week, our guest is Dan Foster. Woo! Dan is a friend and funny man. We're very happy to be for for him to be here. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much yeah, for coming. Welcome, oh, you're man. welcome. Uh, you know, I never turned down an opportunity to talk about teen drama. You know, right. that's <laughs> what we like to hear. Uh, yeah, but specifically the best teen drama <laughs> oh, ever boy. created. Yeah. Well, you guys just were saying about how jam packed it is. I couldn't believe that like this first season is 26 episodes it's, it's just so like so much freaking happening <laughs> it's incredible right uh-huh. yeah it's insane mm. uh well we'll get to that very shortly but um let the audience know a little bit more about yourself oh uh, sure tell us about yeah. you man. Yeah. okay uh well my name is dan foster i'm uh Proud boy from Minnesota. Yeah, Western boy, just like us. Yeah, I'm a boy, not yet a man. I don't know. I'm a actor, writer, comedian, story pirate, all all of the above. Nice. Tell tell the audience a little bit about Story Pirate. Yeah, we want to know. Okay, it is just a dynamite not for profit that is in L. A. and Brooklyn. Basically, what we do is we take. Uh, stories written by kids and we turn them into a show. The mission statement of the organization is what kids say matters. And so it's sort of encouraging creativity and positivity and weirdness and empowerment in the youth of America. Nice! That's so so sweet and heartwarming. It (laughs) truly is. And and, and beyond that, it's also the funniest stuff in the world because they have yet to be bludgeoned Creatively by the world, Definitely. you know, like all adults have. So they are free-floating ids in their storytelling. Oh, that's uh, so fun! And so they just go to the weirdest, most delightful places. Cool! Mm-hmm. Oh my that's gosh, so that's so awesome! Let's talk a bit about your relationship to the OC. Oh um, please! When did I'm you dying first to find out? Yeah, dying the pilot. 
<laughs> what? Yeah, I watched Seriously? the pilot live. Yeah. You Holy did? shit! That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. So uh, it was like a, a big part of late high school. So I had, I had these couple of friends who were um, one was a kind of lover as well, uh, and they were from a different high school. So I met them doing improv in like a teen troupe with like all the Minneapolis St. Paul area students. So we would all watch the OC together in high school. We'd have a little OC party. Some people would dwindle, but me and this girl Anne, my sometimes lover, I, we would watch like, <laughs> just a spoon sometimes. and watch the oh OC. Oh my god, yeah. that's oh, like yeah. perfect. Uh, yeah, that's what you want, you know? Uh, oh, so I, I uh, deeply equate shameful boners with <laughs> <laughs> So I went to college in between, I think while season two was airing, then I tried to, or I did kind of start an OC party in a dorm. I actually still belong to the Facebook group. I looked this up uh, when I did this from the other I still belong. There's six members only. It was back when Facebook groups were like a thing. Oh, yeah. I, I started all sorts of Facebook groups, uh, but one of which for the OC party. I took a screenshot. If you'd like me to read the yeah, group. We need proof. We yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, sure I, it didn't I, happen. I would, I would ha happily provide some proof. This is gold right That's here. incredible. Oh, my gosh. So this is my group description. True. The dialogue and acting make you cringe. Sure. It's about really superficial people having really superficial relationships. Yeah. It's a ripoff of 90210. Fuck it. We're addicted. And we know exactly <laughs> where we'll be every Thursday at 7 p.m. Do you? Ooh. Oh. Yes. I, I don't want you to drop the mic, but... <laughs> it felt like that yeah. time. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you nailed it. That description, I feel like, just encompasses everything we've it's, ever thought about the other. Yeah, it's, it is a true guilty pleasure. Yeah. So you just rewatched this episode. How long has it been for you? Since I watched it? I mean, yeah. since that time period. I, I, I may have watched an episode here or there in the interim, mm -hmm. but I haven't seen that one okay. since it first aired. What was your reaction after watching it? I, I fell back into it you know okay. I was like I, there were parts of me that were like really you like liked this that much but then there were parts of it where I was like on the edge of my seat like uh -huh. leaning forward uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about the episode but I had a lot of feels throughout that good mm -hmm. oh my gosh that's so good to hear I'm glad well it's it's so pulpy there's never a moment where you're like I'm not supposed to be feeling something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good term to use, pulpy. Yeah. yeah. You know, the OC, Orange County. Anyway. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, Orange County's yeah. pop. Yeah. Roman. First Roman. Roman. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What are some of your favorite characters? Just real uh, quick. My favorite one is Dumb Luke. When he became like a dog, yes. you know, like I don't like him so much yes. at the beginning, but like yeah. near the end of the first season when he's just like, uh, 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 when you just like, when you really kind of like him. Dumb, happy oafs are like my favorite character type. I think it's from reading Of Mice and Men. I like, I sort of love that uh, archetype. Yeah. And so when he became dumb punchline Luke instead mm -hmm. of like, uh, I'm a jock, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I'll kick your ass. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the loyalty, right? Like mm -hmm. that's that. Yeah. That's what mm -hmm. seals it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I've got dear friends who are dumb dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I named them all right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Let's get into this episode. Right? Yes. All yes. right. 
We're just going to go ahead and read the episode summary from the... The uh, DVD the, pamphlet. The DVD pamphlet. <laughs> Lit. Ryan, do you want to do the honors? The Gamble. Luck is in the house during a Vegas night fundraiser. Seth, because Summer's lucky charm. And Marissa reconnects with Luke. Mm. In the aftermath of events involving Ryan's mom, Kirsten takes a chance and opens her home to the boy. The boy. The boy. The, the boy. <laughs> There's only one boy in here. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think, guys, this episode is so richly just about moms and their relationship mm, yeah. to their families and sons and the contrast between Dawn and Kirsten and mm. sort of how they both really love their children, but one of them is keeping it together and one of them is just Kirsten is a superwoman. She Let's is. talk about yes. that. She's yeah. running this company. Yep. She's a, a, a doting mother to Seth, a, a lovely husband, yep. or a lovely wife to a husband. <laughs> yeah. uh, and she's like sure running she charity her. work and doing social events. Yeah. I, some people though, say women can't have it all, but I think here <laughs> <laughs> She makes more money than Sandy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. We drop uh, in this episode his exact self or his net worth. We, yeah. we learned that $100,000 yeah. is more than he makes it. Yeah. Yes. So he's True. five figures. Five. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> But um, yeah, and she has such she has such grace, but realness too. Like yeah. so, so that's what I think is so cool yeah. to see. Yeah, and I just love how she hates the noopsies so much. <laughs> like they have a lot of great moments. Such great moments. Yeah. But not only is she like a cool lady, she's also alternative in her world. Mm. <laughs> like, well, you have to be to raise a son like Seth. That's yeah. true. That's true. Or to marry Sandy, right? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, just a Brooklyn Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he man. mentions being from oh the Bronx. Oh, sorry. He mentions being from the Bronx like That's right. every episode. In the same so club. Yeah. 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 Oh man. So Bottom good. line, we love Kirsten. We do. We love her. I think she really comes into her own in this episode. Can we talk about really quickly the cold open with Ryan in jail, and here we are going, oh, not again. What'd you do? Come on. And we see your favorite character, Luke getting out of jail because he's mm. rich and his parents are there to, like, bail mm. him out. And, yeah. and in all those prison scenes, I wrote down a note, delinquents are salvageable if they're handsome. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the lesson you can learn from yes. the Yes, that's a great <laughs> true, point. True, yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. a great point. Uh, my favorite part about the jail is not only does it set up just so obviously that Kirsten is going to come in and get Ryan out of jail. Uh, but also, I think his name is Z, the gangster guy. Oh, he's my favorite. He's MVP of this episode. <laughs> yes. yeah. oh, my favorite sure. line, you got a nice swerve on you. Like, <laughs> which is now what I'm going to say to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, was, it, was that even a, a, a popular term at the time? <laughs> like, or was that just Z's thing? I knew that. You could get your swerve on. But I've never uh, s- had a sim- described as someone has a nice swerve yeah. on them. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see curves, but... <laughs> I hope you, like, just improv <laughs> Yeah, and right? Like, yeah, you, do, you got it. I mean, you know what you're doing. Good for you. Oh, man, uh, what would Z do? What would Z do? Yeah. You know what he would do? He would attack Ryan with a plastic fork. I don't know if you know <laughs> It's <that>. true. <laughs> 
My favorite is like him feeling like he's got little prickles on his neck. Like, it's like the the most protective of the face injury you could have. He's yeah. Like, what happened to your neck? Oh, it's red a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a little rope burn. Right there, a street burn. Uh, there's and there's a specific shot of like him just having the dots from the plastic fork that he was assaulted with. And we're gonna throw the picture of this, a screenshot of this on the blog, just so you guys can uh, see it if you if you haven't already. But it's truly there's nothing funnier than a thug just attacking somebody with the like least dangerous weapon. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like they just brought everyone from Chino and put him in this jail for some reason. Because I guess the OC just hates Chino. In this episode, Julie mentions she's from, or, or Sandy mentions Julie's from Riverside. Oh, yeah, that and was that's a great like moment. Frowned yeah. upon. Like, just no other city will do. Like, mm. we're just Newport or bust. Yeah. Like, it's such a weird attitude to have. I'm yeah. not entirely sure. Where that comes from? Who knows? I, know. I had such, like, in Minnesota, like, this is California. Yeah, <laughs> right. It was that. I mean, that's part of my love of it, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we all moved here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get a taste of that glamour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want my, my own cotillion, you know? Oh yeah, seriously. Gosh. Dreams. Let's go into um, <clears throat> the noopsies a little bit, mm. since they Ooh. feature very prominently... Uh, in this episode, and especially at the beginning, because we have to set up this charity event. Can I just say, I, I think Julie is one of my favorite characters, especially mm. early on, because she just plays that like specific stereotypical part just so well, and mm-hmm. she's just like such a bitch that it's kind of like a genius oh, performance. Yeah. yeah, the way that she is poisonous by thinking she's right. Like, when she's giving Marissa advice about Luke, there's this, that, that scene where, like, Marissa's, like, brushing her hair. And Julie comes in and she's like, you should go to this charity event. Maybe you and Luke should get back together. Weird advice for, like, a mom who's just, like, kind of trying to maybe marry her daughter off and make sure she's, like, taken care of financially because that's what she's done for herself. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's very sad and it's also very kind of like limiting and clearly Marissa's not into that. It's like the unabashed realness of what the noopsies are and what females in Newport like stand for and I think that that's what's so great is Mm -hmm. that all these other ladies are trying to do it passive aggressively behind the scenes and she's just like Oh, hey, do you like this dress? Yeah. <laughs> you bought it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like a Shakespearean villain, you yeah. know? She's yeah. like plodding and moving and five steps ahead of everyone. Yeah. And But a, a complicated backstory. Like, you mm-hmm. see over the course, like, she wants to be this, and she set up her perfect life, and then all of a sudden her daughter is involved with a handsome delinquent, and her... Husband has, you know, financial issues and the world is crumbling behind yeah. her and she's scratching and crawling <laughs> yeah. to remain at the top. You she's know? trying to survive. She's a cockroach. She Oh, <laughs> yes. She, yeah, she will, Perfect. She will outlive all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she does. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she will. Uh, I want to play a clip uh, of yes. Sandy when uh, the noobsies arrive and, you know, they've all been making cracks about... Oh my um, god, I love this scene so much. <laughs> about Ooh. Ryan and how he's a delinquent and how, you know, Sandy's, like, responsible for bringing this terrible influence into the OC. This is, this is just great. Here we go. Well, I should be off. 
Gotta find the next kid to jeopardize the community. Maybe a black kid or an Asian kid. Bye, ladies. How about a Bellini? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about a Bellini? Yeah, the, mem- <laughs> the memory wipe of Bellinis. <laughs> Ooh, like, like they're rats in a cage. Like, <laughs> Ooh, do you like sugar? Oh, um, I just love Sandy's sense of humor yeah. and how he's just, I mean, clearly just like, fuck you ladies, I'm out. <laughs> but a weird joke construction. How yes. about a black kid? Or an Asian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? Yeah, they forgot a lot of ethnic groups in that. Uh, I feel like a lot of shows around this time, mm. there's like a lot of early 2000s, like, is this okay to say? <laughs> yeah. I'm not entirely it really sure. Isn't. Like, I, really, I, I admire the spirit of what he was doing. Yes. But yeah, the words were like, I don't know about this. But are we supposed to... Uh, understand that they in Newport they have a bias against Asian people is that like <laughs> what I don't know I don't know I think he just threw that in because he was like wow what am I saying it's kind of <laughs> yeah. really silly so I don't know yeah. uh. but Sandy's a perfect human so exactly. yeah. so we'll, we'll roll with it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have all the authority to forgive that so uh, true. Jesus um, let's get a little bit fun uh, oh I'm ready I think I mean, one of my favorite characters is definitely Seth Cohen. I think I relate to him on a lot of levels in this episode. They're starting to, like, plant the seeds of, like, his personality and the things that he loves and the things he's very specific about. We're going to start screenshotting every episode all of his different T-shirts and put them together in an episode T-shirt compendium. Like an um, electronic quilt. Electric. What's your favorite? Yeah, can you guys yes. make a t-shirt out of his t-shirts? Won't that be... Oh, that's, oh gonna, that's going to happen. That's, that's going to happen. 100% happening. I got really nerdy in this episode because in one scene he's walking in and he's reading a Batman comic. Mm. And I was like, I'm definitely going to find out what this is. Looked it up. DC has a great database of like all of their comics, and I, I literally just looked up, you know, Batman 2003, and it popped up, and uh, it's it's issue 616, which is part nine of twelve of the Hush series mm. that Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee did, uh, which is a great series. The artwork is phenomenal. Visually, it's it's stunning. Story wise, it's it's really really great. I recommend it. So did you everybody. have like a big crush? on Seth Cohen, or did you feel like you were Seth Cohen? Both. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I had, a, I had a crush on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Very complicated relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dreamy as hell. <laughs> I really, I'm really liking myself. For indie rock loving, fast talking nerds, yes. he was the alpha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was like the the male version of Rory Gilmore. Yeah. Like, and yeah. then ends up showing up in Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls yeah. yeah. And then Fantastic, left Gilmore Girls to do the OC. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it 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 felt like, you know, when uh like girls were crushing on Seth Cohen, it felt mm-hmm. like the first time an approximation of the type that I was <laughs> was a sex symbol. Yeah. And that was like uh, he he's a huge window into my love of the show, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. Because I found my, uh, what is it, a, pro- a proxy? No. 
Proxy. Uh, proxy. Just proxy. Proxy. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> proxy with a P. Okay. Me with a P. But Me yeah. With I, Seth Cohen. And I think especially like at that time, coming off of like the bubblegum pop boy band era, mm. where like everything was like frosted tips and yeah. in your face, and yeah. yeah, that was definitely like a oh, you can be a ridiculous nerd. And, like, get chicks. Yeah. What? Yeah. And also in this episode, when he walks in and sees, quote-unquote, you know, accidentally sees Summer in her bra, and just, like, the look, like, it was just a perfect reaction. Slightly embarrassed and shocked, but also, like, really into it and excited, Mm -hmm. and it didn't come off as creepy to me at all, which is, like, amazing. And I also love, for Summer's character... How like she didn't like cover herself. It's yeah. like yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you're great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love Summer Roberts. Oh, oh my man. god. Part of me feels like that was Adam Brody's real reaction. Like as well as he probably <laughs> yeah. brought that comic book like oh, himself. Yeah, yeah. Like because every character that he plays is that same genre. So I'm sure he is that person. For like sure. he he embodies Seth Cohen to a T. So I could see him just like being like, oh, this is how I would react if I saw Rachel Bilson yeah. like <laughs> yeah. in a bra. Uh, I love too that he's uh, he tries to get Marissa to come to what he calls juvie with him, uh, <laughs> and uh, she's like, "What's that, Seth? You need a ride to a Star Trek convention?" And he gets really upset. <laughs> she says Star Trek and not something cooler like X Men, which I a hundred percent agree. Uh, not that I dislike Star Trek, but... Is that uh, what you're saying to, to everyone? Yeah, yeah. Guys, like, you have <laughs> staunch disgust for Star, <laughs> Star Trek. Mm. Uh, I prefer X-Men, but I love both. Um, He's so coddled, like... When he goes to skateboard to Juvie, he's like, I know how I'll get to Juvie, which is assumedly as far from Newport Beach yeah. as anywhere. Oh, for sure. He's going to skateboard six, seven miles? On the highway, like, yeah. through the mountains? Uh, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does run into Kirsten, and she agrees to go because she's just had enough of those Terrible noobsies. Let me get rid of the ladies. By the way, great casting job casting the noobsies because they literally all look the exact same. Except for short hair. Short hair. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. There's like one brunette lady that they just kind of threw in last minute, probably. And of course, Julia's red hair because she's the uh, she's the devil. (laughs) (laughs) And it works perfectly. Here's here's the thing that kind of gets me a little bit, especially, well, kind of throughout the series. No gets spoilers. you or gets at, like, get, you don't gets, like it? Gets at me. Ooh. Uh, here we uh, go. Deep cut. We're getting real. Uh, <laughs> there's so much back and forth. In these first few episodes, like, are we going to keep Ryan? We're not going to keep Ryan. We're keeping Ryan. We're not keeping Ryan. We're, and it's just, it, it's great because it builds the drama and you're, you, you're kind of dragged along on this journey, but also it's like, Okay, we've talked about keeping or not keeping Ryan 70 times in the last three episodes. To me, it seems not efficient and not really traditional, but I do see how it drags the most amount of drama out of the story. I, that's what was most shocking, because I didn't watch one and two before I revisited three, Uh and uh, I couldn't believe he hadn't lived in the house since episode one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was the premise of the show. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like, I feel like nowadays it would be, like, it would end with just 
Ryan living in the uh, pool. Right, episode end of one. Act One. Yeah, end of Act yeah. One episode. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the premise. Yeah, sure. yeah. But don't you feel like that that is more of the predictable like story arc of like a soap opera? Like if you're really thinking of of how it works, I mean, they are these little like ADHD in a sense, like short <laughs> clips that go back and forth. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep. Linking like it keeps those emotionals, those emotionals, right? <laughs> those emotions up, up and down. Like so, you're constantly feeling for every character, and you're like, you have it all in the frontal lobe. Like, yeah. uh, and speaking of feeling for every character, that casino scene when yeah. they actually get is so balletic. The way it has all these like plot lines that are just weaving in oh and God. out, and who knows what about where the money is and the love triangle and you, like, the runner of. Seth and um, Summer. Summer, just to blow. Yeah. Blow on these. Yeah. And he looks up at her boobs and he's like, <laughs> Boobs? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the times. You seriously 100% nailed exactly what I was thinking. There's four different storylines. Mm intertwining at the same exact time. It's such a symphony and it's even like rhythmic. Like you can yeah. almost like follow it like it's a song. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's it's along like with the background music oh, yeah. and the way that it's snipping in oh, and out. Just yeah. the cadence of it is incredible. That same song. <coughs> uh, I don't know what. Do you guys know what that name of that song is that plays in the background? Oh, uh, like OC stock music number seven. Uh, or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that like a famous symphony piece or maybe I'm not. Oh. Maybe I'm not. No, you might be right. Hey. I totally just like zoned out of that completely. Yeah. Like, What's happening? Okay, I gotta write this down. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of Baroque yeah. era music. I so <laughs> didn't have 60 beats per minute. No <laughs> well, I really want to get to that charity event section, but real quick before that, I want to ask you guys what do you think about the whole Luke, Marissa, Ryan triangle? Because to me, it's like kind of the least interesting part of so far the show. I mean, it, it gets a lot of good dramatic moments out of it, but I'm not, I don't know. Maybe maybe the back and forth seems a little too much for me. Uh, well, I think Marissa's the most boring character. Yeah. And so the fact that there's throughout the length of the show so many guys interested in this boring, <laughs> jerk, <laughs> selfish jerk. Yeah. Uh, just uh, boggles my mind. Yeah. yeah, so that's why it's boring to me. It's just like, I don't care about her. She's yeah. tall and pretty, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she's an empty shell of a woman. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. for yeah. sure. It's kind of sad, because like you said, everybody's a product of the OC, mm-hmm. and everybody's had to like do their own coping mechanisms and figure out how to live their life in this like overly privileged community. So I... I I feel for her a little bit in that regard, mm. but as a character, she's just very flat. Human clothes wreck. Yeah. <laughs> there is the buildup in season one and two where, you know, she shares about, like, her favorite bands, and, oh, you know, yeah. we kind of get, yeah. like, a little glimpse that she isn't just this complete basic lady. That's true. Um, but, uh... <laughs> 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 just judge based off of um, that we do judge based off of actions but um, but yeah like I do I do definitely have empathy for, for for Marissa in that moment because she really is like you can tell she's kind of trying to change herself or her characters yeah. she's trying to change kind of the trajectory that is the Newport you know kind of noopsy mm-hmm. like future that she has yeah. for herself so 
Yeah, there's a realization there that, like, that's not what she wants. She doesn't know what she wants, but that's not what she wants. Yeah, and, and yeah. you can kind of see it. her mom, I guess. Yeah, and you can kind of see it in, in how, like, how Summer's character pretty much just wants to fuck Ryan. <laughs> and, like, Marissa wants to have, like, a deep, like, next-level relationship yeah. with Ryan. Yeah. So you're like, okay, I can see it. See what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me see what's going I on. guess Summer was kind of problematic in this episode too. She couldn't even remember. He told her <laughs> his name like six <laughs> times in the episode. Oh my god! And she was just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I. That's what I love about her, though. She just like does not give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. At least in the first few episodes, she's just like, I'm doing me, and like whatever. <laughs> yeah, like a young Julie Great. Cooper. Yeah, young Julie in Cooper. Newport, not uh, in Riverside. Well, let's let's talk about Don real quick, and then we'll get into this charity event. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked drunk mom. Or no. what did you say? Uh, garbage, garbage mom. Garbage mom. Yep. mom. So hashtag giant garbage mom. Human human shaped garbage. <laughs> Hit bag. us up hashtag garbage mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just tweet at us with hashtag garbage mom. Please. Oh man, <laughs> what what could be in store with that? <laughs> yeah, what is who has used oh, that already? Yeah, yeah we'll uh, <laughs> we'll have that bit later, maybe towards the end. I feel like this definitely is the most heavy-handed part of the episode because, of course, Sandy meets Ryan's mom and she works at a laundromat mm. and, you know, she has a breakdown oh, over some change. <laughs> Fucking everything is going wrong. <laughs> I love that idea of, like, her rock bottom is her chin <laughs> falling on the floor. Well, there's nowhere to go back up. Right? This surly woman going, it ain't my change. Like, just in this panic mode. Like, it's almost like, it's it's like a bizarro Jimmy Cooper. Like, it's the same, like, breathing patterns. The same hopelessness. And, like, they bring her to the house, and you're like, of course they bring her to the it's house. Gonna go wrong. This is gonna go wrong. This is gonna, gonna go, go wrong. wrong. This dinner is just so uncomfortable. I did appreciate that Seth was the comedic relief because she kept talking about gross stuff, and he, like, made faces, like, oh god. Yeah. My favorite moment from that dinner scene, and this is a complete and total aside, but that Sandy is not a fan of carrots. Uh, (laughs) She's going around scooping up vegetables onto everyone's plate, and he goes, No thanks. It's like, Why don't you want carrots? Eat your fucking carrots. Good for you. They're like tasteless. (laughs) Who doesn't like carrots? And this lady, your servant, made them for you. Oh. The least you could do is take some. Can we talk about Rosa for a second? Rosa. I fucking love Rosa. I, I would love to be Rosa on a show. Mm. No lines, show up, walk around, and nod, and then get paid for the day. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I, I love that there's such a big point to, like, call her out. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they could have just been like, get the sheets, or like... Not even do that. Like, you can just see her walk in, yeah. drop off whatever she needs, and leave. But yeah. no, they like... She doesn't even need to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> we got about 30 seconds of filler we need to play. Let's, uh, uh, come on, Rosa. Yeah. Well, I think it just, it, it's like an extra detail of, this is how rich they are. Because, you sure. know, Sandy's so down to earth, and, like, Kirsten's so cool, but they're still, like, trapped in this, we gotta have a maid in a giant house kind of mentality. I hope so. the actress got to read, like, Brothers Karamazov while she was on set. Yeah. And she's really just tearing through the great novels. And she's making a decent paycheck because she is not being utilized. No, <laughs> not right? at all. I hope she made a lot of money. Definitely. I hope so. But let's get
get into this Don and Ryan confrontation because I thought this was really well done. Even though it was very dramatic, I actually like was very hooked. Yeah, I choked up at the, at the end. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. Okay. Great. I feel the same way. Definitely. Uh, yeah. You have a heart. Yeah. yeah. Two yeah. eyes and a heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think honestly, the cheesiest part about the scene was just the background music, which is, uh, by the way, the, during the entire episode, just kind of. Sometimes ruins the moment for me. Yeah. And Ryan's goonie wave at his mom was also like, uh, you can't see it, it's a podcast, but I'm doing a podcast. It's, it's really nice. great, you guys. <laughs> Trust oh us. Oh man. And well and I think what's what's super crazy, I mean, it, it shows it shows the depth of like here is this kid who has had to grow up fast because alcoholism has been real his entire life as well as probably other substance abuse and broken home and everything. And so it's like he has this moment where it's like, well, I'm still a kid. I still want to like make that connection with, you know, your biological mother. But then it's also like, you're a fucking garbage human. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what my favorite part of it was, is when she like... The realization that to exit someone's life is the best thing for them. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, that's some real martyr shit, yeah. you know? Like, uh, and I thought that's a great lesson for her to take away from this is yeah. I'm, I'm screwed up, but mm-hmm. my son doesn't have to be. Yeah. That's, that's what sort of made me go, oh, oh, oh yeah. you, d- you did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. The one thing go, you did go back to the dump. <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll gosh. see you later. Well, let's get into this charity event. It's pure drama, and, like, the rhythms, the flow of the whole thing, like, as it progresses, everything gets faster and faster, everything's ramped up, and then it all blows up with Dawn losing control. Of course it's a Vegas night, right? Of course, yeah. The alcoholic moms (laughs) in town, yes. Let's make it the most, uh, like, tempting. Yeah, Kirsten's like, yeah, yeah, why don't you hey, your life is not together at all. Why don't you come on down to our Vegas party? Yes. <laughs> she even shows some self-control and is like, I'm yeah. going to fucking blow up. Like, no, yeah. no, I really shouldn't. And she's like, come on. Yeah. It's going to be gambling and alcohol and all your favorite things. <laughs> yeah, if she's yeah. a hashtag garbage mom, she is definitely in a dumpster behind the Tropicana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was thinking downtown. <laughs> oh, I guess, I mean, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Avid uh, Vegans. Vegas. 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 Is super mad that Kirsten gave Jimmy money and uh, nobody told her. <laughs> uh, and she brings on the sass about her donation, very much so. And I actually have a clip for that as well because oh, her, thank God. her level of bitchy is oh, kind of amazing. It's perfect. Here we go. Kirsten. Another perfect event. So, business is good? Yeah, it's good. I love your dress. You do. It's yours. You do. It's yours. Uh, Which just means you paid for it, which is her passive-aggressive way of working through her emotions. Uh, This is kind of a big breach of trust, though, between Sandy and Kirsten, because Mm. Sandy also didn't know, and Julie did a great job of telling him uh, (laughs) during the event. 
Oh yeah, and I I, w- I was impressed at like how well how well she had like picked up that she was like Sandy doesn't know. Yeah, like, she didn't take Sandy's little you know oh for you guys anything or whatever it was yeah. you know mm-hmm. comment like oh like that's some depth you know she's yeah. she's a manipulator she's a villain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah right to be a that. true villain, you, yeah. you gotta read body language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no tip, if you're a villain, yeah. body language. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the only problem I have with that storyline is how quickly Tate Donovan, who I will never call Jimmy, he's, yeah, yeah. he's, he's always Tate, Tate Donovan. Donovan. Or, or old sure. Katie D. Uh, <laughs> um, he was stupid to tell Julie. Oh, yeah. She never looks at the books, never looks no. at the finances, you know. He was foolish to tell her. I know that the plot had to come into motion by that happening, mm-hmm. but you know your wife, bro. Yeah. Like, don't don't tell her. It will only end poorly. Yeah. Right. And yeah. His, his initial purpose of doing that was for her to be nicer to Kirsten, which obviously that's not going to work. Yeah. You know you married this monster. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> like why the hell do you think you're yeah. going to start being sympathetic immediately upon you saying that? You, you marry know. Moby Dick, you can't be like, stop trying to eat books. <laughs> that's what a Moby Dick going to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's what a Moby Dick True words. I've never been stuck. Yeah, seriously. Holy oh, shit. That's great. Let's talk about Summer and Seth real quick. Summer has bejeweled her shoulder, and it's very Claire's 2003. <laughs> it's like, I noticed that right away. Oh, I didn't. Her That's... hair is very, like, Claire's. Oh, um, yes, yeah. yeah. It's all very Claire's. You know, she corrals Seth into helping her win her game. It's This is fantastic because it's like, it's, all, it's kind of like a meet-cute, but they've already met. Yeah. Uh, they like get to interact. It lays the groundwork for their relationship sort of going forward and like yeah. you know, Summer just being the steamroller. I love, I just love that they're setting that up between the both of them mm. slowly but surely. Yeah, they really so. are patient with it, you yeah. know? It took three episodes for him to move in. Yeah. Like at this point, Summer doesn't even know Seth's name and that's like a founding backbone of the oh, yeah. first season. What I liked and also didn't like about how they handled Dawn's whole breakdown at the Vegas party mm-hmm. was that they immediately right off the bat were like I'm great I'm not gonna drink I'm not gonna do this we're having fun it's just me and my son hanging out mm-hmm. and then it was just like they like slammed that down our throat so hard that it was just like of course she's gonna ruin everything yeah they cut to her hand shaking yeah. that was like, <laughs> yeah right uh, I'm an alcoholic yeah yeah. Falling on the waiter and the table, yeah. like oh, almost like Chris Farley, yeah. Matt Foley yeah. style. Like, <laughs> I hope that was the direction. Like, yeah. Chris Farley style. Just, fall. just do, yeah, do, do your best, Matt Foley. Because <laughs> yeah. your character will end up living in a exactly. <laughs> fishing through garbage oh, to my eat. Gosh. Uh, oh, uh, fun fact is that she, when she finally starts. To, decides to start drinking, she orders a seven and seven, Ooh, which is yes. a classic Atwood family drink. Ooh. Ryan orders it in the second episode, yeah. the first episode, um, and then uh, his brother right also drinks seven and sevens. Mm-hmm. So, see, which is Seagram seven and seven up. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> and we'll be posting the recipe for seven and seven oh gosh, on yes. our Twitter feed. Absolutely. We're going to do it. Very technical. Want a garbage Absolutely. Well, you know, when she finally does fall and, you know, everybody comes to her rescue, uh, Ryan rushes over. Seth 
momentarily interrupts his his summer days to like rush over and help Ryan, which is a great bromant as well. Yes, come to rescue yes, of your especially friend. yeah when when Kirsten she's with us. Yeah, she makes the announcement like yeah we're gonna admit it. Yeah. All of our principles sort of rally together. Yes. You know? Uh because Ryan's handsome, you know? We're doing it for anyone, we're doing it for Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a beautiful boy. Um, <laughs> and it's just so sad when she apologizes. And just everybody does a great job of the mood of the scene. Just feeling bad for Ryan. Because clearly this isn't his first time at the drunk mom falling down rodeo. And he, he just see his heart sinking as they're walking away and he's like it's okay mom I love you and you're just like oh gosh this is heavy <laughs> this is heavy stuff yeah well and just earlier that day she was like maybe we'll get you know a house on the numbered streets oh yeah <laughs> you know it's <laughs> yeah. apparently the hood in, in Newport but um yeah. but yeah but it's kind of like like that breaking down of the hope of like oh like maybe this is your chance to turn around nope not with alcoholism yeah yes. yeah and just a host of other problems and a host of other yes <laughs> Um, Just being garbage. <laughs> speaking of hashtag garbage mom, once she falls down and she's completely wasted, there's like two complete garbage dudes who are That's like, right. oh, I bet we could bang her because she's wasted. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. This is not appropriate. No. How did this like, how did this just fly? But I imagine in 2016 in the OC, you still find those oh, guys. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, I, I know it was <laughs> Those guys still live there, and they're thriving. They in oh, yeah. I, I'm sure it might be a little bit more subtle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but still, the that. message is loud and clear. Yeah. Oh, they'll get their, their grand come up and say, this life of the next, but... <laughs> I certainly... <laughs> right now, they're, they're still there. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Well, Dawn has no recourse but to leave now. Mm-hmm. You know, her and Kirsten chat outside, and, you know, we kind of realize she just wants the best for her son, and it can't be a good mother, and then needs to stay away from Ryan. And it's truly heartbreaking. Like, yeah, that's you the were, moment. That's yeah, the moment. Yeah. When you were talking about, of like, you are making a weird sacrifice, but also, this is clearly the best thing you could be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Kirsten also sees that. And so when she comes back into the house, declares, like, Ryan, stay with us now. It's yeah. like, we all get it. Like, she's a, still a cool lady. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think a lot of stuff that Dawn said lit up her mom part of her brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to play part of Dawn's sad speech because I think Ooh. it's really poignant. Uh, it's, all, it's like about a minute long. So here's Dawn's, uh, Dawn's speech. So, you got me. You can't do this. You're his mother. I'm a mess, not a mother. You have a responsibility. I'm being responsible. I'm not wired for this. I can't care for anybody else. I don't have what you got. The way your husband looks at you. Your kid looks at you. Even my kid. Like, no matter what, you're gonna make everything okay. You hold your family together. I tear mine apart. You can't walk away. Why? This will be the first good thing I ever did for him. 
ends up with a real mom. Take care of him, okay? He deserves it. What a weirdly poetic way to sort of end and encapsulate what the whole episode is about. Yeah. There's so many, like, little B storylines, but, like, truly, like, at its core, the episode is about being a mom and sacrificing for your children. Yeah. Even though it's dressed up in, like, this sexy teen drama <laughs> with, like, so much, like, glitz and glamour. Yeah. yeah well, it's it's a very melodramatic show. Yeah. With, like, a cool 2003 <laughs> top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a perfect tagline. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> from um, Clarence. From Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. has to be from Clarence. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, Ryan's going to stay with us now. And we're oh, all man. very excited about it. Uh, the, the, the icing on it is the smile when oh. he walks into the house mm-hmm. and goes, what was it, I'll unpack? Yes. Because Later. earlier in the episode, yeah, early in the episode, he said, I guess I won't unpack. Yeah. Because he overhears Kirsten saying, uh, there's something wrong with the kid or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, he can't stay here. He has a mother. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's, you know, it's a happy ending. We've gone through all the emotions. And the only problem I have is that Kirsten and Sandy are like, yeah, everything's fine. We mm. don't need to talk about our problems. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll see about that next episode. Yeah. What uh, is next episode? Um, what is it? Debut of the cotillion. Right? Yes. Here, wait, let's look at, let, let's look at our DVD pamphlet. <laughs> DVD pamphlet. Yeah, hard tech. The debut. The debut. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there's going to be, there's just an event in every episode. Yeah. Like, I'm sure no one will punch anyone. Yeah, <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Not at all. <laughs> no no love triangles happening here. <laughs> no one's going to get punched. Dreamy right. picture of Ryan right Dreamy there. Dreamy picture yeah, of Ryan. Yeah, he's on, he's on the first page there. I mean, I'm a Seth girl, but, you know, whatever. I, I can't I can't say he's ugly. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you, you can't deny that that puppy dog face, yep. you know? In a Chino kind of way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, like, middle-class suburb of LA. <laughs> Newport in the streets, Chino in the sheets. <laughs> Oh, we um, have to have you back for every episode. Yes, please. You are welcome anytime. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what's, so what's everybody's like favorite, like, quote-unquote, bad thing in this episode that either you just think is bad or that you're like, this is so bad, but I kind of love it? Mine is, is Z. Z, like, great. That is, like, a, a classic. Ryan is bad, yeah. but he's not as bad as the bad is <laughs> <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think for me, and this I think was probably going to transfer to all the other episodes too, but just like the the 16-year-old acting, but I'm like 25 and trying to act like a 16-year-old. Like the glances are just like gold every single time. That's my favorite bad thing about this episode. Yeah, I guess I... I guess the the actress that uh, portrays Dawn, Ryan's mother, mm-hmm. is really good at making us hate her. Yeah. Um, but then we see this element of, like, oh, she's a real person and she does well. Like, I wish there would have been more of that because so much of it, it's, like, it's not bad bad acting, but it's just, like, oh, God, I hate her so much. And maybe that's the purpose of the of the writers and creators and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I just, like, there were so many opportunities where I'm like, I can't even look at her. 
<laughs> I'm just going to say, say another garbage thing or do something else totally terrible, just like, oh, like I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't handle that so much. It was almost too far, like on the pendulum yeah. of ridiculousness. Like we were just making it into a cartoon and especially just the, the Matt Foley fall. Yeah. I think like sealed it for me. I'm going to be like, all right, we get it. She's terrible. Let's realize she's drunk and quietly walk out. And then yeah. it had to become this big, like, almost a, a cartoonish style. Yeah. Like, she's with scuffle. us. Well, duh. You, well, you're no, carrying her out. Literally <laughs> everyone in town knows they that. All talk about <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, I think Tate brought her along. Right? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> short hair. Short, short hair noopy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, last question, and then we'll wrap it up. What's, uh, what's like, a fun, like, you know, guilty pleasure that you have recently or have had for a while that you're either now, like, I love this and I don't care who knows, or I'm still, you know, a little, uh... A little uh worried about, about it? it? Um, <laughs> I, you know, I will, uh, probably say the guilt I most feel mm-hmm. is playing, like, stupid cell phone or browser-based games. Uh-huh. Like, those are like, they're just a complete time waste. They lead to nothing. I'm never going to have a conversation with someone about them because I'm so deeply embarrassed by, like, the amount of time I've wasted on them. And so that's a guilty pleasure that I truly believe I need to purge from my system. Okay, yeah. Or else I will never become a productive member of the society. But they're just <laughs> <true>. so fun. <laughs> Great. What, what's your, what do you like about them the most? That uh, my brain turns off when I okay. play them. They just are like pure basal ganglia, the lizard Wow, so specific. Wait, so what? What games? What? what what's uh, okay, your, so what like, your favorite uh, web-based? Yeah, I'll I'll play Candy Crush. I don't have it currently on okay. my phone, but I, I I I go through periods where I play it too much and then I delete it from my phone and then I'll re-download it. <laughs> uh, I actually have no games on my phone right now because oh. of that. Wow, uh, self-control. Yeah, yeah, but like, there's this game called Re Rebuild mm-hmm. Two, okay. which is like. You have a town that is, like, in the zombie apocalypse, and you, like, have to, like, slowly, like, kill all the zombies in the courthouse, and then make it around your fenced community, and you're slowly, it's so stupid. <laughs> Why am I even talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> no! Wait, that's, this we is what we know. want. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh that's yeah. great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Go to armorgames.com if okay. you want to see all the things that I waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, I needed a context, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you were playing something, like, I don't know, Minesweeper would be really cool, though, too, to waste your time. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Haven't we all? We all yeah. we, we've all been on a Windows NT computer at a library at one point in Absolutely. time. Absolutely. I mean, I come home from high school and play Minesweeper. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm really good at it. Ooh. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I 100% believe I don't doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, how about you, Ryan? Yeah. Um, I, I had to think for a little while about this, and then I was just like, what is the most crippling thing in my life right now? Um, <laughs> to get real dark on y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have an addiction to diet soda. Okay. Um, not regular soda, because, mm-hmm. I mean, that gives you heartburn, whatever. Um, but it, it was, it, it's been an addiction probably for, like, the past, like, I don't know, six years or something. And it's to the point where, like, I'm so specific that I have to, like, stop and get, like, a fountain 
Diet, Diet Coke, specifically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like either from 7-Eleven or McDonald's. But now here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Since I moved to L.A., the lines, <laughs> this is really deep, you guys, <laughs> yeah. the lines for the soda at the McDonald's in some areas in L.A. are near the Strawberry Fanta. And so they have this, like, light taste of strawberry Fanta, and I will literally throw it in a trash can that's, like, right next to the window as you, like, drive past the (laughs) drive-thru window, because I can't handle it. I'm like, I need this specific taste. I need to have the ice ratio perfect. Like, I have to have that in order for, like, to be productive. And I feel like it's it's more of a placebo, because Mm -hmm. I'm sure, like, the caffeine content in diet soda is not as strong as, like, coffee or something. Mm -hmm. Do you drink coffee? uh, I don't. I don't. I don't like warm beverages. Guys, oh, okay. yeah, right. yeah. So yeah. that's that's why I've always been into on that, you know, diet soda game. But mm-hmm. um, and I like all these studies is like say that it's terrible for you, and like they don't know the long term effects of uh, you know aspartame, and mm-hmm. um, you know there there are studies that show like you start to crave sugar more. And yeah, whatnot. I think you're addicted like, to the aspartame and yeah. not the caffeine. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Agree. I could I could definitely see that. Um, you know, which a part of me is like, you know, out of the long list of vices, it's not too terrible. But yeah. I should probably stop soon. Um, because I'm sure that, like, tumors will just start to grow in my esophagus oh, at some I point if I, yeah. if I continue. But... tumors will get diabetes. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, so that's my, that's, that's my guilty pleasure, because I do take pleasure in it, and it does, like, calm me, and it's and kind of this sense of, um, you know... I don't know, gratification, just, you know. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, that's what those games are. They're immediate gratification. You know that this is going to just take you to that special place. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, I could have a garbage day, and you know what? Why not better than that than, like, alcohol or gambling, right? (laughs) I mean... Really, maybe these are just pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't yeah. feel guilty about them. Don't feel guilty. Uh, and that's how the cycle continues. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's as, called as bargaining. We, as we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is me, fine for me. Let I me open up this okay. this Diet Dr Pepper I have here. Yes. Oh, it's not Coke. Hey, uh, already you're making a change. Yeah. So now I could I could go even deeper on my thesis of diet soda. Um, uh, diet Dr Pepper is best uh, from from the bottle and can. Diet uh-huh. Coke from the fountain. I'm going to say it there. Whoa. You are deep no, into this. it's too deep. I'm, I'm, I'm off the deep end. That was a great segue. Uh, speaking of deep, uh, because <laughs> I'm in too deep, and I'm trying to keep oh, up so above in my head instead of going under. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> instead uh, of going under. Yep. I, so... I mean, this is kind of an oldie but goodie. Uh, Sum 41, Sum 41 fan. Yeah. Like, in high school, I was, like, obsessed. Like, me and my friends would write in our notebooks, and, like, we would sign it, like, as members of Sum 41. Can we all sing that part? Do you guys all know the... Don't tell the bar like my name is El Nino. I'm hanging out, drinking in the back of an alchemeter. As a kid with a skin, no one knew me by name. Turned my whole house party because nobody came. Yes, we could. It's safe to say. In Too Deep, specifically, is a really good song to me. It's like catchy, the guitars sound good, like the production is really good. And like it's been a while for me, for sure. But like now that I've kind of revisited it, I'm like... Okay, it's not like entirely as bad as I initially thought it was after taking a long break from it. So I was seriously upset. Like I would wear ties 
as belts because the lead singer of Sum 41 did that. Like, it was embarrassing status. Like, real, I mean, crazy. I mean, at least it wasn't like Avril Lavigne. Well, she did that too. Which well, then, she when did, she started she doing it, I got pissed because I'm like, that's not your thing. And then that's married Derek, right? Thing. Didn't she, she marry did. Derek? Yeah. yeah they're, not, they're no longer married. Rip. Um, she married that the guy the from, singer from Sub Forty One. No, but the, the oh yeah, Nickelback. oh Chad Kroger. That really has a type. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's sort of mine, and uh, revisiting it, kind of like the OC, made me go, "Wow, this is." I mean, I don't feel as bad about this. <laughs> like this, this should be celebrated <laughs> instead of, you know, uh, not shared with anybody. Um, which is what we're trying to do here. Yeah, I think, share the OC with everyone. I think what we're learning is that we label them as guilty pleasures, mm-hmm. but really they're just pleasures. They're just pleasures, yeah. you know. Like the things you like. Well, I think we did it, guys. Woo! Uh, thank you so much, Dan, for joining yes. us. This was delightful. I had a great time. Uh, I'm very so glad. Time. I'm so glad. And I'm sure we'll have you back for another episode sometime soon. There's, you know, uh, way too many. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was not quite a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But no, I mean, we, we, need, we need to continue our catchphrases and whatnot, yeah. so... Uh, I apologize. That truly was not meant. It's not a compliment. Uh, no, we're actually meant. wildly excited that we're that is that that is the reality. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Well, thank you guys for listening. Follow us uh, on Twitter at BrocyPod. Check out the Tumblr uh, and just you know uh, live your life. Uh, watch what you watch. Keep Use it real. all those hashtags. Use <laughs> all the hashtags, garbage moms. Yeah. Especially. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Yay! Bye! <laughs> Bye!